Hey everyone, and welcome to our thirteenth ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. I'm your host Squiggy, and as usual, I am joined by Slazo and Laura. Hello, you two fantastical people. Hey up! Whoop whoop! Sorry, Laura, I didn't get it right. You were the queen. Is it the queen of game and Queen O'Leary, whatever Slazo called you in the last episode. I'm not going yeah, with that. Yeah, I gave the crown. You gained a crown. That's about like gained a crown. Yeah. You gained a crown, and we're going to take it away from you. You're back to Laura. Oh. So how how are you both? Oh. Well, she's I'm probably not, a bit I'm annoyed not... now. You're well, Laura's probably around. Laura's probably sad now. So Celeza, how are you? Yeah, you know, all right. Life's good. Or as good life's as it can be. <laughs> life, life, right now. <laughs> life as it has been for the past twenty years is life. Yeah. What about the other nine years? All right, just give away my age, why don't you, Stroof? I, I mean, th- th- those were the farmyard days, so you know, pretty good times, good times. <laughs> Back on the farm, tending the cows, tend the rabbits. Back when I was country slazer, yeah. Country slazer. So, How have anyway, you been, Squiggy? How have oh, you I've, been? I've, I've been, I've been, I've been fantastic. <laughs> You've been? I've been, yeah. I can't complain, you know, life is life. There's some exciting games and consoles coming out soon, which I'm excited for, so... Just yeah, gotta, just gotta survive until it. then. Pre-orders locked down. Well, I think both of my pre-orders are locked down. We'll find out. <laughs> come, we'll find out come launch day when one of them doesn't turn up. Oh boy! Which is probably going to happen, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, before we start, this is the Lagging Behind podcast. Every two weeks on a Tuesday, we come to your airwaves through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called. I can't remember. And Anchor.fm. You can find us on Twitter at Behind Lagging as well. I don't think we're on any of the podcasting services, possibly. We might be on Google by this time, by the time this episode goes live, but not yet. So we'll start with our first kind of segment, which is what we've been playing. And Slezo, as per usual, oh, this- you're, you're top of my list. You're top- oh, fine then, Laura. Laura, you can go first. You want, you want to go first, Laura? Take it away, please. Go on, Laura. Thank you. Right. So I've, I finally maxed the battle pass on Fall Guys because Fall Guys is life. So. That was cool. I won some more crowns on Fall Guys. I really just wanted it to be season two. because I'm. A- oh, also, actually, I did say I want to be season two to mix it up. But the fact that I'm playing Fall Guys now, they've mixed up the courses. So you can't just memorize and walk through. That is so freaking cool. No? Anyone? Yes. No, I, I agree. I can't remember I if I talked about that in the last episode or not. But yeah, it's definitely a lot more fun now that the remix is. But uh, my God, because Fall Guys is one of mine as well. It's such a grind. <laughs> The season pass when you get to like the last ten levels of it, it's like uh especially if you don't win often, it's uh <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is it yeah, it does open it up a bit more. I, I also feel like I don't know, because obviously you want it to be fresh. So this actually feels like without the update coming out, it felt like not a new game, I'm not gonna go that freaking far, but it actually felt like Wow, this is this adds a little bit to it, you know. You have to pay a bit more attention now. You can't just go, oh, it's this course, okay, so I'll do this, 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 this done. Oh, is that why no, you weren't winning crowns before? You weren't paying attention properly. It's good to know. No, no, I, I wasn't winning crowns before because I was bad, wasn't great at the finales. But uh, now I've actually got the practice in. I'm starting to get reliably good at. It. I think I've got up to like seven crown, seven wins now. I just got the seven win trophy after slaughtering people at Hexagon. It was glorious. 
says, uh, all right. I mean, I, I'm assume, in fairness, I'm assuming Laura has more than that. I do, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played... I mean, like I said, I played in a little bit, but not as much as I was for reasons that are not podcast-related. But, uh, yeah, I'm still winning crowns decently. Um, but, and I all right, say those, rub so. it in. To be fair, the first game after the update, when they mixed it up, I won a crown, so I was like, yeah, boy. I mean, I'll tell you, like, some people will be the best part of the update is Big Eaters. Some people will be, it's the whole, like, getting rid of cheaters. Uh, for me, it's that I've not seen Royal Fumble in weeks, and that's fucking <laughs> brilliant. That game has been sacrificed for the greater good. And <laughs> Which one's Royal Fumble again? The tail finale. Oh, the, so the that, was, that, was my, that was my best chance of winning once. Oh. And it went downhill. <laughs> Yeah, I've literally not seen it. Like, there's Full Mountain, there's Hexagon, and there's Jump Showdown. I've yet to win Jump Showdown. I've been down to the last two a bunch of times. But uh, those are all more fun than Royal Fumble, where it's like... I mean, fair at this point, if you heard anyone talk about Fall Guys, they'll be like, well, how did he get my tail? He's a mile away. That's how I lost. Not that I'm bitter, but that's how I lost. Yeah. To be fair, I had my first falling through the tiles in Hexagon today, and that was annoying. Because I don't think I was going to win that game, but it's annoying to just have it ripped away from you. Because like, oh, you slipped through this magical gap that isn't there. So, uh... I mean, I was also going to add that uh, what else I've been playing, but I think the other only other thing I've played is maybe one game of Gears of War Five. <laughs> Seriously, five point you're going to do it, I believe. I don't think doing it one game at a time is going to get me there, Slato. But I appreciate the. Uh... They haven't announced Gear Six yet. You got loads of time. Yeah, it's plenty fine. of time. Yeah. And um, to be fair, the way you know Gear Six be exclusive to the next Xbox and getting them things like winning the lottery. So. I mean, hey, are you? I forget. Are you getting? Are you getting one of the series or not? <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say, hey, you can play Gears Tactics, but no. okay. I I have Gears Tactics on PC. I've played it. Oh well, then shut up, me. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> The only Gears-related game I haven't played is that weird Gears Funko Pop thing that I think's a thing. Oh, Gears... Um... Gears Funko Pop. Gears Pop, yeah. it might be called. I can't remember. Yeah. I know. That, I, I, I didn't even know that was out. I'm not going to lie. So. I feel like it might not be. I'm just really... <laughs> yeah. So, so just, just the falling in the Gears for you. Yeah, just the falling and the gears. I I would love to say I've played more, but I have not. So I'm going to be really dull and pass the buck to you now. Oh, man. Well, I'm sadly not going to be much more exciting because I've already talked a lot about Fall Guys, and that's been a lot of my focus because, as, as I've implied, I'm trying to grind that pass up to level 40 and maximum so I can move on to other things. So really, the only other thing I've kind of been mainly playing is Super Mario Sunshine uh, as part of the Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Which, um, if you remember way back in the first episode, I talked about that was one of my full-time favourite games. So yeah, it's just been a sweet nostalgia trip to go back into it, and I still love it to pieces. There's a few weird quirks to it, like, I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but like, jumping is assigned to two buttons, and I have no idea why both A and B are jump, especially when one of them is like the talk button, and there's a couple of other things. So it's just like sometimes I'll just press the button and be like, "All oh, right, yeah, let's jump as well." But other times it'd be like, "No, I, why? Why would you not make one dedicated and then one had for other things like diving and such?" But uh, 
as I say, it's it's still fun. Like because uh, I'm actually trying to take it all in for once instead of just speed running my way through it. And, and so I'm actually talking to all the villagers and the pinatas and the noki nokis. So like seeing all those little mini arcs that they put in the game. Uh, it is also weird now because it's the first time I played it in a few years, where I'm like, man, yeah, I can see, especially from seeing the stuff on social media, how some of this stuff, if you've not played this game a few dozen times, is very obtuse and weird. Like, there are some shines where, um, I think an example is the hotel level. There's one where you have to make your way through the hotel, try and get to the shine, which is like in the swimming pool that you can't just get into because it's locked. And it's a very weird, obtuse path through the hotel of like you have to jump through certain floor bits and like squirt bits of walls and other stuff like that. And if you don't know the route off by heart, like I do at this point, it's probably a bit like, <laughs> what am I doing? So yeah, there's some stuff like that. And I know some people have been like, oh, it reuses bosses. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I still love it. Uh, and... I haven't played 64 Galaxy yet in that collection. I'm not going to lie, from looking at the menu, I'm like, you could add Galaxy 2 to this at some point. Just slide it in as DLC or something. So I'm hoping they do that. But uh, that's about it, really. <laughs> Full Guys and Super Mario Sunshine. That is my gaming Fortnite. Two, two good choices, though. Yeah, no, I'm having great fun with them. Yeah, I need to start on the Mario collection. I did, I literally, I got it on launch day. But I've just been far too busy to like sink any time into it because I just don't want to put like half an hour, forty-five minutes here and there in it. I kind of want to sit down and like sink that's, a couple of a couple of hours fair. into it and then go. Both from there. my sessions on Sunshine have been a couple of hours. Although I was a bit annoyed because I was looking forward to play because I don't work Fridays, so I was looking forward to playing that all of launch day, and then Amazon didn't get it to me until like four p.m. I was like, "Thanks, guys. Glad I pay you the big bucks." Available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pe- yeah. People judge me for going into brick and mortar game, but frankly, who who's got two consoles on pre-order? So uh, you know, I this mean, guy. I, support I, support I, your locals, kids. Hang on, hang on. I yes. tried to pre-order one console. I have a hundred percent hit rate online. Just saying. Okay. And I walked past the game on the day of, in the morning. I could have been first thing. I would have beat everyone there, and I could have just stood there like a lemon. But I was like, no, I trust online. I wish I had gone to the shop to pre-order mine. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's move on to what Tree, I've what been have playing. You been playing? Yeah. So I've been playing a couple of different games than normal. Normally, normally I say Warzone. I'm going to carry on and say Warzone because I can't <laughs> stop playing Warzone because I am absolutely addicted to Warzone. And I think it's becoming a problem. I mean, you've, you've only got a few days to max out your pass if you want to I do know, that. It's, it's double XP this weekend that we're recording this podcast. So literally, once this is done, I'm straight on Warzone. Double XP. <laughs> um, so I've been playing, but I haven't actually played it as much. I know I think I said that probably a month or so ago that I hadn't played it as much as I'd like to. Um, but this month, this one, I've just literally I've barely played it at all. But I've still been playing it, if you know what I mean. Like I'll play yeah. a couple of games, then I'll stop and play something else. Which the other thing that I've been playing was the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Alpha. So I was playing oh, that, yeah, that last weekend. Um, I didn't play loads of it. I played probably about. 10 games maybe just in in between when i had a bit of time it was pretty good um it felt so weird from going from like being slow paced in warzone to going back to a faster paced game and i kind of struggled to start with because i'm I'm normally used to running and gunning which is what i normally how i normally play on multiplayer games but on the alpha because i was so used to playing warzone i was literally um just 
walking around really slowly then getting killed from behind because I'd just... probably gone too slow. I don't get, like, with that, because, like, fair enough, like, getting the alpha out, getting people excited for it and all that, but I'm like, at this point, if you're invested enough in the Call of Duty alpha, you know how it's going to play. Like, Call of Duty hasn't really changed much in the past, since Modern Warfare 1 came out a huge amount. Like, yeah. there's, there's, the, there's the Battle Royale stuff, and that's different, but the actual main multiplayer is pretty yeah. similar. I think the only changes have been if they've added sort of the, the vertical part of it, like the jumping. Yeah. And stuff, but not yeah, nothing's really changed that much. And it felt like I was playing an older Call of Duty game, which isn't a bad thing because I really like them. And I know they did a lot of they did a lot of stuff where they sort of they made snipers OP right. in the alpha because they wanted to see how many people would use them and what the usage of them was like and how it went. So they used they sort of like used the gamers to get a gauge on what they needed to do for balancing as well. And the guy who's the guy who's in charge of the sort of the online side of it. He seems to like really properly interact with people on Twitter as well. So I think it actually might be a game where they're not just going to change things randomly halfway through and like change the full meta of the game, which a lot of pros complained about in the last couple of games where literally they've been practicing for six months. You're running like this, the four people are running like these different combos and then suddenly the meta changed and it was like, we can't run them now. Oh no. But that's for pros, that's not me. I just... That they don't get to define the game, like that's the developers, not the players. Yes, yeah, but I think I think when you're playing like competitively for money, and you're sure, and you're but fighting so games much. do that all the time, and fighting yeah. games are even more about that. So, but I think it's when they change it, like so far in when you've practiced this much, ready for competitive play to start, and then like the week before competitive play starts to go. Oh yeah, by the way, we're we're nerfing this gun. This gun's going to be better. There's going to be more recoil on this one, and it kind of upsets everything. I mean, but, maybe if they were good at the game, they could adapt. Oh, they, norm- they normally saying. can, but it just means they've got to <laughs> they've got to change up a little bit. They've got to work. Yeah, it's not just sitting there playing. I know. But anyway, moving away from that, I also bought PES twenty twenty one, which was what's it called? E football Pro Evolution Soccer twenty twenty one season update. That's what it's called for its full title. Uh, so yeah, so basically, it's PES twenty twenty with all the updated. Um, teams and everything from this year in divisions. Um, it was only, I think it was 25 quid. So it was just a budget. 25 quid? But they have added a few other things. I never played PES okay. 2020, so for me it was a brand new game. Oh, all right. I guess. But yeah, it was, there's loads of people like saying, I can't wait for this PES 2021. I'm bored of 2020. And it's like, hang on. There's nothing different. I, I mean, I know, I know FIFA is kind of the same every year, but at least they do kind of. Well, no, I was going to like FIFA does change a little bit unless you buy it on like the Switch where they literally just say the same game with new rosters. And it's like, wow, thanks, guys. Yeah. But this one was literally just 2020 reskinned. But from what I've heard, they actually have added some new things in, but didn't talk about them. So if you bought the, (laughs) so you kind of, yeah, (laughs) I think the sale of it was it's going to be a budget game. Still on the same engine, but PES 2022 is going to run on the new, the new engine, and everything. So, I've played a few games. I quite enjoy it. So, I've got I haven't got much to add to that. I've I installed an option file to get all the proper kits and everything. So, I'm happy until FIFA comes out in a couple of weeks' time. And the last game I've been playing, I went back to Destiny 2. So I checked my Bungie stats, and the last time I played Destiny 2 before these past couple of weeks was October 2017. 
hot damn three whole yeah. years so it's been three years and i turned destiny on and i didn't have a clue what was going on yeah, they say the never fact. go back squiggy jesus you i know never but go back. and do you know what the thing is though it was it was kind of, i didn't really i couldn't tell you what happened because it's been that long since i've played destiny yeah, 2 like i kind of remember the story but i'd be so out of the loop if i went back to it because i didn't even play like the the year one expansions i just played the yeah, base I game and i played yeah, it a lot I... and it's great but i never went back like i home forsaken but i never played it but uh yeah and because they cycle stuff out now as well so i'd be like do i really want to go back and everyone's on shoot like this is me being anally retentive everyone's on stupid light levels and they're all this stuff automatically upgrade and i'm like no no i want to earn that boo yeah i mean i'm the was... one person who thinks that but boo it was weird going back and <laughs> then doing it doing a couple of missions yesterday i was yeah. on i was on a planet with a couple of other people who dropped in to that planet and i think all the enemies had scaled up to their level <laughs> so I was, I was literally getting one-shotted you were literally but that uh, ralph wiggum gif of i'm in danger <laughs> yeah it was it was honestly i turned the corner and there was this big i don't even know what it was i think it was a a knight but it was a, a something kind of knight and he just looked at us and i was like taken. Oh, no it might have been a taken knight but a like a fully, um, it might have been a new one for this expansion or whatever, a new season or right. whatever it is. And he just took one look at his, fired his weapon, and I was dead. And then I respawned next to him or next to the other oh. people, turned around, one shot dead. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. And I had to go across the map to three different places. And literally, it was the worst thing ever, just avoiding all these people. But when I got to the place where I needed to, um, to like do these things, I literally blew them away. There was no, there was no problem, but it was just the enemies at the uh, at the start, which is a bit weird. I also played a bit of Gambit in Destiny Two as well, and that was that was quite fun. I don't know if you've played that series. I don't know if it was out in the base uh, game. Or not. It no, I don't think it was when I was playing. No, so it, I don't know if you know like how it works, but you you've sort of vaguely. It's yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit like Horde, and you've got to get. I think it's, I don't know what that class is called, but it might be something like tokens, and you can bank up all your tokens. When you bank a certain number, it sends a, an enemy to the other side. So number, the number of tokens you get is either small, medium, or large. And obviously it yeah. sort of upsets them doing that. And then you eventually, eventually, when you've built up enough, something comes into your like your side, and you've got to kill it before the other team does. And they can come, yeah. they can come into your side and kill you. And if they kill you, it gives health back to that. It's, it's pretty, like a weird like PvPve. Really I think they described it as back in the day or something. Yeah, it's but, really fun to be fair. It does sound different to what you see in a lot of other shooty bang. Yeah. So. No, I really, I really enjoyed that. But again, my my light level is not very high. My guns aren't very good, so yeah. I need to play more to do that. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, how does it just have interest? How does it handle kind of the story? Because obviously, you're jumping into it and having, I'm assuming, like me, only played the base game. How does yeah, it handle? Like, I, here's you know three what? years of story. I couldn't tell you. I literally yeah. landed landed on a planet, had to do a few things, and then it goes back and it kind of recaps a little bit. But some of the stuff I didn't even I couldn't remember. Right. So it was recapping. Now oh, you've done this, and I was like, "Have I? I don't remember <laughs> that." So <laughs> yeah, it, I'm probably just gonna have to read up on the story right. to be fair to remember where I am before I carry on. But it's it's been good. I've enjoyed being back because I really liked the gameplay of it. I think it's one of the best. Destiny's gunplay is yeah, amazing. Like, yeah, even even like when the first one came out, and 
it's it was a great game, but it had so much issues of like lack of content and stuff like that. But the gunplay was enough to always keep me interested in it. And then obviously Taken King took it to all new heights. But uh, even like in its original form, you could tell this is a special feeling game, which is weird for me because I'm not the biggest Halo for guy. So to go into Destiny and be like, this is amazing. I love the gunplay. I was like, what? Yeah, the gunplay is my favorite. One of my favorite things of Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, which is kind of why I'm probably happy just to sit and go through all this, all the grind to get to what I want because it's so, it's so nice to play. If that makes sense, it's not like I don't feel that I'm grinding because I'm enjoying the gunplay, enjoying using my supers, my grenades, and all the different weapons that I can pick up. So maybe maybe I'll install it when my PS5 arrives and I have you know hard drive space. Yeah, I mean it's it's worth it if you if you can a minute because it's free. So. It's yeah, worth I need it if you want to come back into somewhere. It. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've got I've got the disc in my drawer, but I thought, well, it's free. I'll just install it, and I yeah, think yeah. it's getting a day one PS5 upgrade. I think that's what I've seen. So, Ooh. yeah, that'll be me as well on PS5 launch day. So yeah. that's all I've been playing. Uh, we'll move on to our next segment, which is on this day. So, if you're listening to the podcast the day it goes live, it is the 29th of September. If you're listening after that. On this day is about the 29th of September. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, <laughs> and if you're listening before this, we are still talking about the 29th of September. Um, so there's there's actually quite a few games on here. Um, some decent ones. Cuphead was the first one on the list. I have not still played not Cuphead. Played it. And yeah. neither have I. Oh, this is awkward. Oh well. So, yeah. um, all I know about Cuphead is that it's incredibly hard. It's a challenge. And if you love it, if you love that sort of thing, being frustrated, pulling your hair out and really feeling like you've achieved something by playing a game, then Cuphead is for you. And that was how it was sold to me. Hence why I haven't bought it. Hey. I, I love it. I do love it. Say so like, um, I know one of the, uh, I was at Animex one year and I think one of the lead artists for it or lead animators for it was there. And I do love it. It's kind of like twenties, thirties, cartoon animation it look, style it looks like a mickey mouse cartoon from back in the day from like yeah when mickey mouse was just starting to be a thing yeah. so yeah and I, yeah i really like that as well but again it's probably too difficult for me to even think about i see i've not i've not played it but yeah i would imagine i am not the greatest at frustratingly difficult games so i would probably blow a gasket at it but i, I do still want to try it at some point and you know it's probably on game pass or something i think it's on game pass yeah i'd be surprised if it wasn't it's like a it's microsoft's big indie as it were title it's it's even on switch isn't it yes i think that was one of the ones microsoft said you could have yeah yeah so yeah that's that's a game it's one of them i do want to play but i am really bad at platformers as you're gonna find out when we do the uh the next edition of free stuff (laughs) you're probably further in that than me no i'm probably not but anyway, we're not talking about that. The next game on the list is Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Woo! I I'm have played this you, one. You've played this one, though? <laughs> yep. I have indeed. Uh, so yeah, this was like one of the uh, really cool Vita. Vita had a lot of like cool music games. Like It had a lot of the Vocaloid series on there as well. But uh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night was kind of this... It, it's, a, it's a rhythm action game. If you've played rhythm games, then you've played something probably like this, where you have to like press the buttons on the Vita... Uh, touch the screen to kind of like do whole notes and stuff like that while you get to see all the protagonists dance in funky fresh style and they even added a weird ass story mode which kind of plays like a visual novel and gets very i mean it's cool to see all the old cast back but it gets very repetitive very quickly as they go through these elongated loops of 
oh, I've got to play this song to get the shadows away. And then, oh, the person got kidnapped anyway. Better play more songs, but with 30 minutes of talking in between each. And it's like, I love you guys, but can you not? It's like the fourth time this has happened. How have you not cottoned onto this? But you get to see a whole load of really awesome remixes of the original like tracks. It's pretty much, I think it's all remixes, actually, of the original tracks. And you get to dance, see your favorite characters dancing. And I don't just mean the main cast as well. Nanako's in it, for example. She's dancing around. Uh, I think the Velvet Room girls are all in there. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it was good enough that they made Persona 3 and Persona 5 versions for PlayStation 4. Although, the game works so much better on handheld because when you try to play it on a big TV, you have to kind of like take in what's happening on pretty much all of the edges of the screen, which is a lot easier to do on the little Vita than it is if you've got, say, a 40-inch TV. So uh, side to side, up and down. What's going on? Yeah, there? like you're trying to like you're trying to concentrate on the whole thing, but you can't really do that. But uh, hey, it's yeah. If you wanna, if you like Persona music, it's a great game to play. If you like the rhythm games, it's a great game to play. Just you know, play it on Vita if you can. Yeah, play on Vita. Play it on Vita. <laughs> the next, the next game on the list is Kingdom Hearts Two. Squiggy, that'll be a yeah. So this was the first. Actually, wait, game. no, is this the one Kingdom Hearts you've done, Laura? Um, excuse me, I've done Kingdom Hearts two, and I want to say Dream Drop Distance on the 3DS or whichever. Oh well, DS. shoot, so, uh, over over to oh, you two then. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Kingdom Hearts two was my first Kingdom Hearts game. Um, I know I probably should have played the first one, but it's also my favorite that game. That must be really weird, though. Yeah, if it's, it's your sorry. first Kingdom Hearts game my... and you have to do the whole Roxas bit at the start. Yeah, well, that's you know what it was. I played that part and I nearly give up and just didn't want to carry on because it was so slow. And I read if like I think back in the day when game game FAQs was still a website. I don't know if it's, it's still, still a website. website. Is it back well it's back in the day website. when it was when I used back it when it was that. more relevant. Yeah. <laughs> no, and people were saying just just stick person. just stick stick through it, you'll get through and it'll be worth it. And I didn't. Honestly, it's it's one of my favorite games. Kingdom Hearts Suit, I love it. Obviously there's the Disney characters in it, but I like all the worlds and to be honest, for me, the story wasn't that complicated. But I don't know. If that, but I don't know if that's because I hadn't played the first one. I think that's because that was back when the, the story was a lot more self-contained, rather than the magical ride that Kingdom Hearts has become ever since. Yeah, I didn't story find the story like it wasn't. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't simple, but it wasn't as bad as what people have made out the full no, franchise it, to be like. No, I think it got worse like- after that. It's kind of like, oh, I can't, I'm going to say something. It's kind of like how I would say I described the Metal Gear Solid experience. I didn't really understand what, well, I got the base of what going on. One, it's a very complicated plot across the series, but there's like standalone games in said series that I understand. For example, Metal Gear Solid 3, it all clicked for me because that was a very simple understand story and that helped me then understand the rest of the series. Kingdom Hearts 2 had a very simple story. So if you just go on the basic grass of what that game's about, then you're like, oh, okay, I understand what the franchise is sort of about, but then you have no idea when you read the expanded <sighs> where it's gone since and everything. It's just kind of yeah, like... All the other games after it, the games that are set at the same time as it, before it, whenever. Yeah, yeah it pretty, gets very complicated. Pretty much. It's basically the one that I could say, even though it's the second one, because it was my first one too, it's kind of one that you could happily play along, know what's going on in the story for the most part, enough to be like, yeah, okay, I know what I'm doing here. Whereas there's other Kingdom Hearts games where you'll just play it and be like, well, I'm... Yeah. Jesus. To be honest, is, it, I... is it... Go on, sorry. Go on. No, go on, sorry, No, I was going to say, so is Kingdom Hearts 2 the one, like, if someone was like, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game before, cough, not me, cough. 
then is the Kingdom Hearts 2 the one you'd point to and say that's the one you should play first? Or? Yeah, I think that's the, the taste. Well, I mean, in terms of you always should always play one. I mean, I have played one since. I haven't finished it. It's not the point. But um, I would always say that I recommend two because I feel that it gives you the grasp of what they're aiming for across the series and it has the best sort of gameplay as well as an understandable story. I haven't played three, but I do hear people slagging it off quite a bit. So it'd be, you know... Yeah, three three's not it's not terrible. But again, as a standalone game, it's probably all right. But when it's a game that's supposed to bring all these story arcs together, it's just it is very complicated that way. I feel you, you could get away with playing two, basically. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't play two and then go back to one straight away because one's really dated compared to two. Like two and one so much like 1.5 seems to play. I can't remember, I can't remember if one point five still hasn't I don't know if it, they added the camera to 1.5 or not i but i in, can't tell you i can tell you i found it playable which is yeah maybe not helpful but, but i really struggled because i went straight from finishing two back to one back yeah, in like, yeah, two you. days and i really struggled yeah. but when but when i went back to playing the full remakes when they all came out i played them in order and it didn't feel as bad but going to two felt like a bit of a leap forwards i think that you could say that with any game because i feel yeah like once i don't know why i'm comparing this to other games but the whole metal not metal gear fucking hell sorry uh, Mass Effect. It's like it, one is a bit has is a bit chunky compared to two, which is refined and perfected. Three has its moments. We don't want to talk about it, but you know it's that sort of thing that if I went from two to one, I would be like, well, one is even chunkier. Yeah, a bit I like Uncharted as well, going from three or two yeah. to one. Yeah, pretty yeah. much the same. I feel like it's a thing across the board of game yeah. series. Is if they're done right, obviously if they don't update yearly and you went from FIFA 20 to FIFA 19, you, you may Laura, be like, I don't that, see Are you telling me the first game in Assassin's Creed that people should skip that and not try and play that? That's crazy. Yeah, I do. Yes. I, I mean, I recommended <laughs> that to you and you were like, no, I must start at the start. And then how's, that, how's your Assassin's Creed playthrough going? Still on one. <laughs> Absolutely terribly. I hated so, one. Yeah. One was the worst. One of one was one of the worst games I've played because of how yeah. like samey it was. But this, all right, this hold is... on. Like, one's not terrible. All right, like it's not good know, compared I, to the rest I, of the I, series, but it's not okay. terrible. I think it's like a six out of ten for me, even when it That's came out. Fair. Because I I remember it was very hyped up. It very ambitious. They, it, I mean, obviously let's try to sell their game, and it just didn't live up to what it looked like it could and stuff like that, especially with the samey missions. So. That's why I would say it's a six. But then obviously I do feel like after aside from like the Ezio story arc, so that's a trilogy, isn't it? Two Brotherhood and the other yeah. one, Revelations. Yeah. yeah. Aside from that, I feel like Assassin's Creed has become a series where you just like drop in when you want if you fancy one or if you like the vibe. Because that seems to be what it is done. There, there's um, a reason why everyone nowadays says, You wanna play an Assassin's Creed game? Just just play Odyssey. Just play Odyssey. I mean, loads of people used to say Black Flag, so it is nice that Odyssey come along and was actually really impressive. I mean, yeah, but not the point. We're not talking about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I was going to say, we're talking about games that came out on this day, and Assassin's Creed did not. Another game that did come out on this day, though, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did a full episode on this back in the we day. We did. We did. And I haven't played it yet because I'm... <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Slazer. <laughs> but uh, I've got the remaster right here. I can almost reach it from where I'm sitting. You can almost yeah. feel it. But yeah, if you want to hear more about that, go and check out that podcast. We're not going to go into it, but it's a very good... It's a very good... All, all I'll say is, have you had a chance to play the remake yet, Squiggy? Or? I've, not, I've not bought them. Oh, what? 
I know. I'm you be all over that. Because, no, you know why? Because he's like, I haven't got time to play them. I've got other games to play, or I don't fancy them. I'll keep this money in my pocket. That's what he did, Slazer. That. Well yeah, who does that, Laura? That. I mean, that that silly. wasn't that wasn't the reason, but we'll go with <laughs> that. Yeah. Quiggy, I'm trying to compliment you as a mature adult who has evolved. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Who's thank evolved? You. <laughs> anyway, but before Laura managed to offend all of us, the next oh game on the God. list is an absolute banger of a game. It is Brian Lara International Cricket 2005. Oh, we already covered this in our oh, podcast, God, so yeah, we, we don't need to go over this. We couldn't think of his name. We so yeah, so someone. this is a this is a fantastic cricket game, and I'm not going to go into detail because I could talk about it forever. Might do a revisitation station on it one one time. Oh, if you want to see that, tweet God. us at behind lagging. If and if you don't want to see that, that yeah, tweet us at behind lagging. Me and Slazer would like to use up our allocated. If, if you want to, if you want to do that, Scree, that's absolutely fine. Just let me know in advance so I can miss that one. Likewise. <laughs> no, no, one, one, no. So this has already put put, put this holiday, and you're in for this one, Laura. <laughs> oh my god! So that means I'll just be sitting there. Yes. 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 And then go. You can that? make all your puns again, Laura. You mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, you make all the puns. You can duck. Hit, hit them for six. Uh, I wish someone would hit me out cold for six if I've got to go. Uh, let's. Let's, let's move strike on. Strike out. Yeah. Let's that's strike. Baseball. That's baseball. <laughs> oh my god. The, the let's, just, let's just move. Let's move on to the last innings of this segment. There we go. Kingdom Hearts three hundred and fifty-eight over two. What? We're back to Kingdom Hearts again. Why did yeah. you not put this with the other one? <laughs> because I didn't want to finish on cricket because it's disappointing. I mean, Kingdom Hearts exactly moving the world at the moment anymore. No, I didn't. Twiggy, you are the only one who has game. a chance of having played this one. So I've played it. Why does everyone just cut me you out? You just said he didn't. Because you, you said you had No, I have played it. I you said you played it. two and dreamed up. No, finished. You said oh, I sorry. Oh, they're the two oh. I finished. Oh. And Laura, take it away. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, go on then, Laura, because I've not played it. 358 and a half I, or over I two. I won't lie to you. It was so, so not up my street that I didn't finish it. Hence <laughs> <laughs> is this the one where you do um like missions with Roxas and Axel? I think so. I mean, yeah. I'm not great with Final Fantasy characters because I don't. They're Kingdom Hearts characters as well. Roxas and Axel are Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but I just described them. The only characters I pay attention to their names in the Kingdom Hearts. You can't even. Uh, Donald and Goofy. Is a Disney character. No, I recognise when like Captain Jack Sparrow swoops in. He was in. He's a Disney Hearts. character. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know the Disney characters. Yeah. Well, that's that's fair. I've got nothing to add on that, so let's just let's just wrap that segment up there. Let's just end there <laughs> and move on to the next one, which is games on trial. So for games on trial, we're heading over to Laura for Hello. a game. Hi. So in previous games on trial, we've like this game hasn't been critically acclaimed, but it's good, or this game hasn't sold a lot. But, you know, it should have sold more. So here's a twist. The game I'm going to pick is critically acclaimed, BAFTA award winning even. And it also sold like 5 million copies that have been really re-released multiple times because it's so popular. However, I have selected this game because the two people in this chat have regularly slagged it off over the years because of previous high praise I have given it in other avenues. So... I'm putting heavy rain on trial to give us all PTSD flashbacks to when you moaned about it before. I wanted to hear some cheers. Okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> heavy, heavy rain, obviously, come out 2010 and changed all our lives. Yeah. 
No. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will just get a quick one down. Heavy Rain, if you haven't played it. Obviously, um, Quantic, is that how you say it? Because I always get this wrong. So David Cage, right? Uh, yeah, that that's the Quantic team. Yeah. Quantic Dream, da- Dream, David Cage. So, interactive drama. Basically, it's a murder mystery all centered around the origami killer. Uh, so, you have a lot of selecting chat options, picking up objects, looking around stuff. And also, everyone's favorite cliche, a quick... Seriously, crowd participation is not going great with the trial, I see. Um, so, basically, before I go into this, have either of you actually played it, or do you just have a negative view to annoy me? I played, like, the first ten minutes. That is oh, how man, he, else he, he, he slays it at <laughs> Yeah. He slays it, so I don't have to. Okay. Why have you, have you done less? I've done none. I've never played. I don't think I own this game, which is impressive for me. I think I might yeah, have got it free when I bought a PlayStation, a PS3 Slim, because my PS3 original. Oh, if it's broke. been on like Plus or something, I own it. No, but... I, oh, it might have been on Plus actually. I'm not sure. Actually, I might have to look at that because on PS3 it came out, and then it got the PS3, um, whatever their best sellers are called, with the little red boxes. PS Plus, PlayStation Essentials, Platinums, whatever, yeah, whatever they're called. called. They I think we did essential... a thing on this as well. Yeah, they did yep. the essential one with. Um, they added the move controls to it so you could do sort of motion controls with it because obviously interactive drama who doesn't like a bit of motion and then it got re-released on ps4 because that's how much it was loved anyway that's didn't it get bundled with uh the other one yeah um broken, not detroit beyond good to eat no beyond, beyond good that was evil. it beyond, beyond good and evil the one that with the person that looks like ellen page beyond two souls yeah so i haven't played that yet it's on my ps4 whoopsie <laughs> Um, so basically, the only other negative before I refer to you two that I should address is that it did become quite memeable because it, uh, it was a bit rough in places and glitchy and some of the acting wasn't... How do I say this? Some of the acting was a little questionable and some of the dialogue was a little cheesy and a little dramatic for no reason. Jason! Yeah, there is a bit, obviously... It originally starts with you losing your son in a mall and you can press X to shout his name, Jason. And there is a lot of well, one famous YouTube video of someone spamming it and it's Jason, Jason. It's even better when they then discover they can do that glitch for other names. Like, oh, there's a character in this game called Sean. Man, never heard people shouting Sean at me repeatedly in this game. Never. No, that never the, happened. The game of life. Yeah. So, yeah. But obviously, Quantic Dreams um, and David Cage have done stuff since. I mean, I would say Detroit is quite good on PS4. Probably you two haven't played that either. Nope. I played the demo. Did you like the demo? I actually did. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Uh, there nice. was. I don't know if it's still up, but there was. They did Fahrenheit as well before Heavy Rain, which is a good I game. I feel like Heavy Fahrenheit, Rain... Fahrenheit, yeah, the, uh, the gold standard. Indigo Prophecy if you're listening in America and going like what the hell are they talking about (laughs) Fahrenheit has been re-released to celebrate so many years of being out and stuff being good (laughs) anyway every rain rain set down a lot of good things I mean I feel like the story is strong you play as four different characters which you actually end up playing multiple characters in Detroit and stuff like that and switching perspectives I mean I feel like I want to. I got to do a spoiler warning, and I feel like this means you won't ever play Heavy Rain. But I have waited eight years, oh, ten years, and you haven't. So I feel like that's fine. Can I do a spoiler warning? Yeah, I mean you've done spoilers. It. Yeah, cool. So no, I mean people are aware they play as four characters. 
Anyway, one of the characters you actually play of ends up being the origami killer that you're looking for. Um, you is like a the twist or whatever that one of the characters you play as a little bit, and the one that you see is actually the killer. And um, that point actually was really good and a really good twist and stuff like that. So, which is why I'm putting it up there because in terms of engrossing story, that was a really cool. This is where Slaves like I've seen it all before. Um, but I wanted to put that out there because you know. Nope, I'm really getting a tough act here. I feel like I'm gonna I'm getting you are this getting game very... sentence. Yeah. I'm gonna get this game sentence. I mean, the quick time offense weren't obsessed with. They are in the game. I mean, there is one where you have to saw saw off your own hand. I'm pretty sure that's a quick time event. I mean, so it doesn't take away from the game. It's the perfect balance of quick time events and feel like you're was in the Roman. This was before that film where that's a big part of it, right? Which the film? one where the guy's stuck in the gorge in the desert and has to saw his hand I, off to... Oh, you, you're on about... Uh, Thinking yeah, 58 Days or whatever it is? Or... I'm pretty sure. It's the one with James Franco. Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm do just... films. I just know that's a film. <laughs> sure, but it was a different context because it was like a serial killer. It was more like Saw ripoff, to be honest with you. Ah. I wasn't praising the originality. I was just praising the fact that quick time events are balanced out to give you a fun movie-like experience, but not, but not to the point where you feel like a fun movie-like experience. No, ah, you know, no, let's just cut no, his hand no, off. No, hey, no, good times. Oh, I've just I've lost I've lost everyone. I've like I've just I've got I'm giving you the arrow. Like, like here as you do it as you like cutting off your hand. They're like great, perfect. No, but that would have been fun. Missed an opportunity there. Yeah. Now you've said it. I I don't have a gallows sense of humor. You can't prove anything. I like the multiple endings, the multiple. <laughs> I just feel just like just ignore that from Slayer. So. <sighs> I'm just ignoring. It. I just feel like I've realised I I thought I was prepared to do this battle, but the fact you hadn't played it, I thought you guys had played it and hated it, but it turns out you just hate it because of me. Um... <laughs> not because of you. <laughs> no, not because of you, but you're not really selling us on it. I feel like I'm going to throw in the towel. I can't. It's like the be- one of the best interactive dramas to this day that I've played. All right, here we go. <laughs> the only thing that I would say I'd rank above it is Detroit, which apparently Slazo loves. But there wouldn't be no Detroit if there was I played a demo. Way. I didn't say the whole thing's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, yeah. Thank you. Detroit is the Android's one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. That is the one. I just want it. I just want it. if interactive dramas are your thing, this is one of the best in its field, and I think you two have unfairly judged it from afar. And if you got <laughs> past the scene that's like Jason, Jason, even though that is hilarious. Um, I mean, I played one of the best interactive dramas, and it was called Life is Strange. So, me, um... me, 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 me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pika wasn't in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see the sequel. No. Um... <laughs> I've not actually played that. So exactly, and I have. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. I just feel like you two owe this game an apology, but I feel like you're both just going to sentence it. I will take any questions you have about it. If there's anything I can say to convince you, now is the time to speak. What, so what is it that you... Because this isn't um, like little story time for the boys and girls. Uh, we used to have another podcast where we had like a top 50, and this was Laura's first ballot pick, I believe, <laughs> to put into it. This was the one Laura opened with, as this needs to go in the top 50. And me and Scree were like, no, no, 
it's it's fine, but it's not top fifty worthy. And here you are again saying it's the best interactive like one of. Game I of, think Detroit might best... be above it. I've got okay. I've got, fair enough. You, got... Either way, you put Quantic Dreams games on this like podium. But the, what 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 about Heavy Rain made you actually fall in because, love with it? Right. In like the way I fell in love with Life and Strange, for example. Is the thing is story experiences and story driven games to me are like harder to get into these days, maybe because of less time to game. But yeah. something like Heavy Rain, something like Detroit, and I will say Life is Strange 2 and Life is Strange, but Life is Strange 2 is more recent for me, is Fair. stuff that if the story's really good, you need to play more. You make time to play it, see it through. Like, you can't not know what happens, and it's not satisfying just to look it up before someone says. And at the end No, of the day, I completely heavy, agree. Heavy Rain to me... Apart from the opening scene with the Jason thing and the slow, it was a little slow building. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, there's a birthday party. That's just it's a little slow at the start. But once you get in it and you're solving this murder and you think, oh, where's this connected? You're getting clues and that. You're just engrossed. And I feel that's why I put them on a pedestal. And I don't just say that because, oh, why don't you watch a movie? They're interactive enough that you feel like you're in control. These have got Heavy Rain had branches storyline. So if you did this, you'll trigger that scene, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more than that. And to me, when you're looking for great story-driven experiences, these interactive dramas go above and beyond because that's, you know, the foundation of the whole game. A bad story and an interactive drama means a bad game. And to me, I, that's why I put them on a pedestal. That's all I'm saying. I have multiple fun times with you on Mario Kart's and these shooter-up that I'm always, you know, and Squiggy could go on about his triggers on Warzone. But there's something peaceful about playing a nice solo interactive drama with a good story where you feel in control and your decisions feel like they matter, even if effectively in some of these they don't. But um, yeah. And you prefer this to say, uh, what was it called that was around the same time? Which was more gameplay oriented. Uh, like LA Noir, for example, I think came out yes, at the same I, time. Yes, I, I I'm actually hate LA Noir openly. It, <laughs> I have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really hate that game. Well, I think it was, I wasn't fair. Basically, I was very hyped for that game, obviously. Sold on that sort of, you know, looked like my bread and butter. I just thought it could have been done so much better. I just thought it was poorly executed. I found it really droll and dull. There might be more gameplay, but the story's worse by like, right. Like, by a way. Like, at the point where I paused it, came back to it six months later, that's how it lost me so bad. And then I just grinded through it for the sake of finishing it because I wanted to sell my 360 at the time and I had it on 360. I know people love L.A. Noir, and maybe in a different time and different place, maybe I would have got him hooked, but it did nothing for me and I just found it very vanilla. Thank you. <laughs> Any questions from Squiggy? Mm, no. No, nothing for me. Nothing for me. Do I will I say it is having like not really gone into it. It always is a bit weird to me how, even though like because you look on like Metacritic and these games have done pretty well, I think both with like users and with critics. Mm-hmm. But like games like the Quantic stuff and also um, Quantum Break, which you brought up in another Games on Trial a while back, yes. I think. But uh, I, I they they always they always seem to have this polarizing response, even if most people who actually played it, like who you talk to have actually played it, seem to have enjoyed it. I'm never hundred percent sure why. I think it's a case of if you expect a load of gameplay from some of these games, you're gonna go in disappointed. If right. you expect if you expect to make a choice and not and it's not the one you ideally want, I do think there's a little bit of that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying people are children, but there's <laughs> a certain point you get something wrong and then you've got to sit through the rest of the game and live with that choice. Can be 
irksome to some people but i also say it's one of those things that you don't get the true experience from a trailer because they can't show too much off if it's all based on plot because then it's like when movies give away the whole plot and you just watch the <laughs> i was about to say you've seen a yeah. movie trailer right no, you know, <laughs> half their movies i won't bother to go see at launch i'm not paying for the cinema for half of them because i'm like well he did it in the murder i'll just i'll just watch the trailer a few times that'll do Pretty yeah, much, I'm, like there's that one, there's that two, and there's start that three. Good. There's an no, art to making it, and I think with game trailers, especially when they want to throw extended footage, like we've we've moaned at enough E3s of that when we're like, show us the gameplay. It's much more <laughs> difficult with an interactive drama because it's like a personal experience, and it also gives maybe too much away from the plot or something like that. So, yeah. I feel that these are the type of games you either love them or you hate them, but even if you like. You say, for example, I don't like Hélène Noir, it does border in this category. It's because the story to me didn't do anything for me. Like, I could watch a movie, and that movie might be amazing to someone else, but the story didn't get me, sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. I would say, do you find this guilty? But I feel you're both going to say yes, just to piss me off. I mean, do you have any more questions, Squiggy, for the defendant? I've got got nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's other... Are we sentencing? Do you want me to do judgment first? Or you, can do, yeah, you, you can be judgy. Oh, thanks. Um, so, is Heavy Rain top 50 games of all time? Fuck no. <laughs> that opinion hasn't changed in five years. But I don't hate it. I mean, you know, people can like it if they want to. I, ha- I haven't really played it, so I can't give a fair commentary on it. But enough people seem to think it's all right. So, sure, you can have a pass. Why not? Thank you. Your honor. I reserve judgment to change this if I play it and then hate it. Cool. I might buy you a copy cheap. <laughs> Please yeah, don't. I was, I was going to say the same, to be fair, Cesar, for someone who's I've not I've got all it. of Don't Nod's library to play through. Please don't <laughs> buy me a copy of this. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Yeah, but for me, the same, pretty much. Like, I've not played it, so I don't know enough about it. Like, so I said, top 50, no chance. Top 100, probably not. But no. it's probably a decent game. <laughs> Um, so no, you can. You know what, Laura? You can have a pass. Yeah. We'll let you. Thank you. I don't hate this game. It's just not the greatest of all time. Yeah. I will happily say that I shouldn't have tried to put it in the top fifty. I was just very <laughs> all those years it. ago. Yeah, I was just very into it, and it was the best interactive drama I'd played at that game. And at that time, it shouldn't have been my first pick, but when I was trying to do the top 50, I was trying to get all different game genres represented. I just shouldn't have done interactive dramas first. I see that now. I see the error of my No, you should have done FIFA first. I definitely would have been booed out the building then. But, um, well, no, it would have gotten in because you would have both said yes. And I, would have I wouldn't have no. said, trust me, I would not have said yes. Yeah. Actually, oh, I might right. have just wind you up, but I wouldn't have said yes yeah, normally. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so I'm happy with your judgment, Your Honor. <laughs> Thanks. But that's good. So we'll move on to our final segment of the show, which is Revisitation Station. And it's over to me with a PlayStation Classic. So this is a game that probably would make a lot of top 50s, I think. Based on what uh, you said before, I know it. I know it has made a lot of top fifties. Was over this the, the years. one we put in ours? No, this this is, this is this isn't actually one that I nominated. We put um, three in, right? I think we put three or two. I can't remember which one. Probably three. Right. But this is the original Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation. It released twenty-two years ago, which is. I couldn't believe it was twenty-two years. Yes, it's available now for PC. Yeah, I couldn't believe it's twenty-two years to be honest, but. Yeah, so Metal Gear Solid was probably 
it was actually one of the only PlayStation games I played because I had a PS2. So I got this to buy to play on the PS2 after playing it at my friend's house. Right. And it became like one of my favorite games ever. Like I absolutely love I love the whole series. Like I could already do a revisitation station on every game. In the and spoilers, series. kids, you probably will. Yes, and I will. Trust me, I will. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, but for me, like Metal Gear Solid, and a lot of people say it and it's kind of cliche, but it kind of redefined the stealth genre of video games, I think. Yes, and absolutely. You look, you look at like Splinter Cell and Splinter Cell takes a lot from Metal Gear Solid. Even games these days take quite a bit from Metal Gear Solid. Um, and obviously you've got all the Metal Gear Solid games since then. They've obviously built on what was developed in the first one. Um, it's, there's, so mu- there's honestly, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start, to be perfectly honest. Um, like some of the, some of like breaking down the fourth wall with the Psycho Madness boss battle, which is one of probably one of the best boss battles in gaming. So in this, in this battle, um, if you've got a memory card in your PlayStation, he actually reads the memory card. And if there's, I think if there's any Konami games, so if like Castlevania's on there, he reads out, he's like, oh, Castlevania. Like, I see you play Castlevania and stuff like that, which back then, pretty, pretty cool. Well, yeah, I can't do it. He's got a gas mask on, so I don't want to try. I see um, you played Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. This, that yeah. kind of meta commentary wasn't really something games did back then. So to have yeah. him start hij- hijacking like, your memory card, as it were, and you're like, what? <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? Get out and of like, there. Yeah, and it doesn't like stop there as well. He's like, I'll make your controller move, put it on the floor, and he, like the vibrate, the rumble function goes, and it starts yeah. to move. And if you keep the controller in port one, he knows when you're going to shoot, so he dodges it. So you've got to move your controller into port two to actually beat him. Which is like, it's one of the coolest mechanics ever. Probably quite frustrating if you didn't know that, but it's one of the coolest mechanics ever. And like sometimes the TV flickers, so it's as if it's gone to a, a blank input screen when it actually says Hideo in the top corner instead of like input one and input two. And again, back then, you're playing this game, you can't shoot him, your TV keeps blacking out, he's making a controller vibrate. He knows what games you've played. It's a bit, hmm, what's going on there? But it was just, oh, it was so good, like, doing it. But now that I know, it kind of, like, it's not as good, if you know what I mean, but back then it was brilliant. And they never did it in another game after that because I think it kind of, it's a once in a, not, well, not even a generation, like a once in a lifetime kind of thing to do there. it's you also, really... like, I mean, what else are you really going to do after that? It's not, it's not like when your PS2 came out, it's like, ah, oh, we got a new way to... F- mess with people it's like no there's still memory cards and controllers yeah. so i think it's yeah i think it's like one of them you can't you can't do it again because it's a once and done sort of thing but it's how clever it was well it had the other one which i'm sure you're gonna mention like with the um the radio frequency i am actually that's on my list as well hey. so thank you i'll move on to that one so early on in the game um all contact is done by codec and each um each person kind of has their own frequency so like Colonel Campbell's 140.85. Don't ask why I know that one off the top of my head. Otagon's 141.12, I believe. But there's someone called Merrill who's in um, Shadow Moses facility with you, who is uh, Campbell's niece, I think it is. But I think it's actually revealed later on to something else, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> and to contact it, you've got to find a codec um, number. And it's actually on the back of the box of Metal Gear. Unless he bought the platinum version, and I don't think it was on the back of the box if he bought the platinum version. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was uh, luckily I already knew it. But um 
yeah, so you use that to ring her, and she's like, how do you get my number? Sort of thing like that. And it's it's quite cool as well. Um, so that was another way to do it. And then even like going into just going into another boss battle. So you had boss battle with Ninja slash Gray Fox. And it's just it's an epic battle in like a little um computer room. And it's just like the the build up to the battle. It's like one of the best parts. So it's absolutely brutal walking through this corridor just of dead severed bodies and the blood all over the walls. And you think, this is gonna be quite scary. And you get it and it's it's like a cyborg ninja. And he's actually a nice guy. After all that, he's actually a nice guy, but it kind of like builds up all the tension and the atmosphere through all the dead bodies and all the blood and everything. They kind of do it in Metal Gear Solid 2 with Vamp as well. But it's such like, it's so really well done having to walk through it. And obviously you see the way the camera is set. You see all these bodies and you're like, oh God, I'm going to die soon. And then you've got obviously Ocelot. Ocelot's an amazing character throughout the whole game series. Um, he doesn't really do much in this one. You just fight him, basically. It's a pretty basic fight. And then Vulcan Raven, who is in the tank at the first one, and the best way to destroy him is throw grenades through the hatch in the tank. But then he comes back with a minigun later on, and that's just, that's an epic boss battle like through like a very small area with little crates either side, so you've got to kind of know where he is, or you can use a Nikita and fire the Nikita around the back of him and blow him up that way, because if he sees it, he'll shoot it and blow it up. That's a tip for you. And yeah, I know. Just in case you want to play that, there's a tip for you. Um, and That's then... why I laughed. Like, I'm I mean, playing. I joke, but you know, it's just come out on PCs are actually relevant. So yeah, don't don't encourage him. Thank you, Slazer. Thank you. And then one of the other one of the other like boss battles that really um, kind of I remember quite well is Sniper Wolf. So you fight her early on, and it's quite a, like it's a sniper shootout. But then the second time you fight her. Um, it's in like a snowfield and she wears a white coat so you can't really see her so you've got to use your thermal to spot her and everything it's it's really like even graphics back then are terrible it's still really good like a good way of doing it you've got to have your thermal guys on to see where she is change to your sniper shooty bang she's dead but then when she dies one of the best bits of the soundtrack ever plays which is called enclosure and it's so emotional it was remastered in Metal Gear Solid 4 at a really emotional point. And I think a lot of people cried during that part of Metal Gear Solid 4. I was not one of them. I was definitely not one of them. But uh, people have people have cried during that because of how emotional it was. And the soundtrack's just fantastic throughout the whole thing, to be honest. Like, the alert noise from when a guard spots you, like, everyone knows that noise. Like, how many times have you walked down the street and someone's had it as a text and it's gone off and you've gone, it's a Metal Gear Solid alert? Someone's got, to have, someone's got to have done that. No. Has no one done that? Oh, I've, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been like, sometimes walking like through a shop I and I've just heard it and I've just think, turned around and gone, what? What's going on there? Had, I think you've had flashbacks. Or oh, it's your phone. It's not my phone. My phone's on silent. <laughs> just for that. And then the the end in the soundtrack, the best is yet to come. It's a vocal one. It's it's Snake Eater! Wait. No, that's the wrong game. Wrong game. <laughs> but this one, it's it's absolutely beautiful. If you want to check it out, go on YouTube, search for the best is yet to come, Metal Gear Solid. It is beautiful. Like, honestly, it's so good. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, to be honest. Um, I don't really want to because I want people to play it now that it's on PC and experience it for themselves. Boo! It's, it's 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 dated. Like there's a few, it is dated now. 
but if you can kind of overlook that a little bit, it's still a really good game. Like you can't you can't aim, you can't shoot and run at the same time in the in this one, which is really frustrating at one point. But I'm not going to talk about it. But yeah, you can't do that. So you've got to stop if you want to shoot. But in Metal Gear Solid Two, you can carry on. And when they remade Metal Gear Solid One with Twin Snakes, you can do that, and it makes the other part a lot easier. I remember when you made me play Metal Gear Solid. What did you think of it? I don't want to talk about it. It'll no, 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 no. Let's talk about it. What did you I, think of it? I found it really difficult to get into because of how badly it had aged. Some of the concepts were interesting that you have described and referred to, but I was not a fan of how um, it wasn't the easiest game to get. It is age showed. Not every game shows its age, but it's hard for games not to show their age. And this is one was definitely one that was like in the old person's home at this point. Yeah. No offense. No, I, I um, no, I agree with that. I think again, it's. I, Go on. I did. Yeah, I did feel when I was playing it like I like this idea like that, and if I played it when it come out or closer to when it come out. And I was then yeah, I might have had a different opinion of it. But that's why it did hook me to Metal Gear Solid 3 to really get into the series and be like, oh, I see what Squeaky's on about this is an amazing series and stuff. Um I'm not like taken away because obviously gay all games age, age catches up with everyone and every game. You know, if you can't outrun wow, Father Time. Deep. All right, let yeah. This is getting deep, Laura. Um, We're talking about Metal Gear Solid here. I know, it's fine. I was gonna say, unless you do like a proper full remaster from tip to toe, that's the only way you outrun it. Um, and that could change things. And if Twin they did snakes say, HD, if Don't. they did hypothetically, no. no, even if they didn't add like the new to fix the finicky stuff, it was just graphically more, more, <laughs> more, yeah. graphically more. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the additions they put in from Metal Gear Solid 2 made it a better game, gameplay wise, that way, but adding in some of the stuff that. They kind of just wanted to throw in to make it cool. Didn't didn't make it a better game, and they were pointless. I kind of Metal Gear has never done that. The sort of sentiment that if they added in things for the sake of looking cool, it's always going to backfire. Um, see, the the thing is, I will. I know you're a purist, and that's been covered. That's adamant. Um, but <laughs> I feel like even you would appreciate if they remastered it but kept it closer to the original values but still upgraded it to a modern one and i'm not talking twin snakes because apparently that's like a trigger word to you but i still feel there is a middle ground that could still be reached in the coming years if they decide to maybe use said franchise (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's, Uh, it's one of those games like it has aged really badly but i think if you've played it if you've played it i get why it's called twin snakes now Oh, ignore uh, me. Ignore me. I'm having the pity here. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know where to go from this. But, but yeah, if, you, if you've played the original, you kind of know what to expect. So if you play it now, you know, oh, this part's kind of, I know that I can't do this and this. I need to do X, Y, and Z and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's one of those games as well where it is, it's very linear, but you can go about things differently. So that, Early on, you can, I think you can hide in a cargo box in the back of a van early on, and that's a way to get into the base, and you end up in a different place in the base, if I remember rightly. I've never done it that way. But you can also, like, even further through the game, there's a part after you beat Psycho Minus, you go into a little scenario with wolves, and the big wolves will attack you. But if you get the wolves to wee on you when you're in a cardboard box, 
they won't attack you. So you just put the cardboard box on and run past them. It's it's a very it's very strange. I know, but it's yeah. It's I mean, that's the... part that's part of the Metal Gear franchise yeah. charm, really. That it is always a bit out there. Yeah, and yeah. it's like there's, I... a, there's a torture sequence, and depending on what you do in the torture sequence, depends on who survives at the end of the game, and then whoever survives at the end of the game used to depend on what perk you would get for the next time you played it. So. I think if Meryl survived, you got the bandana, which is infinite ammo. And if Otacon survived, you got the stealth camo, so you were invisible. So it's quite it's quite cool that way to do that. And if you finish it so many times, you got a James Bond tuxedo and things like that. It was it was weird, like some of the stuff you could unlock doing it as well. But it's just it's a game I can honestly I can talk about it forever. I still haven't I still haven't like talked about some of the other stuff, but I'm not I don't think I can because there's too much to talk about. Does anyone else want to add anything to this? Or has it just um, been Metal Gear Squeak? I mean, I contributed when I told you my experience of playing it. Um, I, do, I... Go on. I was going to say, like I referred to earlier, it, I do think it's skippable in the series and you can go back and play it just because of how all over the place the timeline is in the Metal Gear Solid franchise before you get mad at me. So if you feel like you might have aged bad, I, I would actually recommend starting with two or three, then going back to one if you really love them. Um, that's that's perfect. I just feel like the silent seething in these. Like, no, I, I think I think Metal Gear Solid. It's Here we weird go. because no, because I kind of agree that I don't think you need to play the original Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid One because I think Metal Gear Solid Two kind of covers off a little bit of it. Um, because I think in Metal Gear Solid Two you like Liquid Snake comes back, but you know that he died in the first one because it's flashbacks. Sorry, spoilers, but it's a 22-year-old game. I don't care. Um, so I think because of that, you can probably get away with it, but it's it's a game that you probably should play if you want to play the full franchise through and get like a full, clearer story. I don't need okay. to know you're giving away the spoiler. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those where I don't think you probably need to play. You can probably just do two, three, four five honestly you can probably play that you can play them in whatever order just don't start with four it's probably yeah what i would say is what i've picked up because four yeah. would be very weird as a starting point yeah so the, the timeline goes like snake eater and then you've got portable ops and peace walker which was oh, a christ peace walker yeah yeah peace walker was a fantastic game and then I know, it I, you to, know it is i just always forget it's there yeah and then it goes straight into five which is Ground Zero's and the Phantom Pain. Then it goes into Metal Gear and Solid Snake, which are the MX, uh, MSX2 games, I think they were, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and then it, goes, then it goes into Metal Gear, Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 4, and then Rise and Revengeance, the hack and slash one. Wait, where's 3? You skipped 3. 3 was the first one. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, you can, play, you can probably play them in any order as long as you don't play 4 first. Yeah. Yeah. But it, <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorite franchises. I can literally talk about it forever. If you want to, if you want me to talk more about it, tweet us at behind lagging. Tweet me at John J. Squires, and I'll talk about it forever. Trust me. Oh dear lord. Trust can me. Confirm. Even if you don't tweet me, I will. Can confirm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite games. It. I think it. Um, I don't think they expected it to sell too well, from what I remember. I'm shocked. I literally. No, I... 
I think I see if I can find it. I think I saw it somewhere. So yes, yeah, so Kojima, Kojima and Jeff Keighley. Obviously, you know Jeff Keighley; they're really good friends. And they did an interview together, and he basically said that we're expected not many sales. We didn't expect it to sell at all. And I think it sold six million on the PlayStation or something like that. So it did well. It's yeah, it's a fantastic franchise. Metal Gear Solid Five kind of ruined it a little bit, but it's still fantastic. But we'll talk about that in another podcast, maybe. Pretty sure we've already talked about it in a while. Possibly. We can always <laughs> talk about it again, though. Squiggy's Game of the Year and Disappointment of the Year, MGS5. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a fun year. But I think that's that's all I've really got to say, I think. I've covered pretty much everything off. You've not played it today, so Laura's... Whoa, <laughs> whoa, all right. No, <laughs> hold on. I've I've slazoed it. I've played it for half an hour. I I had the magical moment where you leave footsteps in the snow and then someone's like, there's footsteps in the snow. And I was like, what? Those yeah. aren't just the how... texture? Oh, shit. Yeah, how cool is that? Though? And then even before then, when you're in the, the little part well, when you come just, out of the water. It's just because it's a PS1 game. I didn't expect it to be yeah. that smart. So when that yeah. happened, I was like, shit, what? Run. For, for its time, it's one of the cleverest games, like being able to knock on like doors or walls. Yeah. To get the guard distracted to come around and you can hear you if you walk in puddles and stuff yeah. as well it like d- never never take it for granted just because it's a ps1 game because you will get caught out very easily yeah. <laughs> yeah the only thing i don't like about it is you, i don't think you probably got to it almost certainly not <laughs> it's it's when you go out to the i think it's when you go out to the snowfield so it's probably after you've fought us a lot I didn't I think, I fight anyone, Squiggy. Yeah. I got into the building and then got lost, and that was it. Yeah. So I think at, that, at one of those points, there's laser beams going across, like going around, and you've got to avoid them. But because, like, probably back then on a PlayStation 1, you probably played it on a very small CRT TV, so it probably looked all right. Playing on a bigger screen now, you can't see the lines at all. And I died probably about 20 times at that point. I don't know how I made it through, but I did eventually. But yeah, that's my only probably negative part of that bit. Um, I love pretty much all of Metal Gear Solid. I can't really, I can't fault it, to be honest. It's, the more I talk about it, the more I think of things that are really good in it. Like there's an elevator scene um, where the, the weight one comes on and Artagon's like, oh, my stealth suits have been stolen. And they're like, oh, there's enemies here. So then it starts like a, a battle in the elevator with enemies who are in stealth. And you can't see them, but I think you can throw a chaff grenade, and I think that stops the stealth from working, or something like that. Some of the correctors, if I'm wrong. But there you go. I think I'm going to stop talking about Metal Gear Solid now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we'll wrap. We'll wrap it up there. That was another episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. That was episode 13. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to subscribe on all popular podcasting services. We are on Spotify, Apple Music, and Anchor.fm. Follow us on our socials. I'm at John J. Squires. Laura is at... Laura Law. And Slazo is at... Slazo King. Are you going to spell it? No. I mean, I can do. It's you do it all spell... the time, Slazo. Oh, thanks, buddy. It's spelled T-R-A-S-H-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T. <laughs> Hey, trash, I like that. Trashy, trashy. I know what it is. You can plug it if you want, so I'll plug it away. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's trash. Man. The best bit is if you go to that Twitter, you'll also see a link to my Twitter on it. So there you go. It's two in one. 
But uh, hey, yeah, if, if you listen to this podcast, you want to hear more of me for some reason, then in two days' time, the next episode of Trash Manga Cast comes out. It'll be episode 10 by the time. Yeah, 10. Where we're talking about another thing that'll be airing in the uh, autumn anime season, the manga version of it. So give it a listen. Unless you don't no. like anime slash manga, in which case, you know, just stick with lagging behind. Yeah, just stick with us. Stick with us at lagging behind. Um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at behind lagging as well. And until until two weeks time. At behind lagging. Behind lagging. Did I say? Did I say behind lagging? Not that time. Did I not? You can follow us on Twitter at behind lagging, and we'll see you in two weeks time for the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao.